Hello, wrestling fans. This is Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hey, this is the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Dang, brother. What was that? No Lance? No we, got Lance. Nothing to, we got nothing to work with. I, we, our, our, our video we watched just goes straight into Dave running down the matches. We get no Lance intro. I had nothing to work with today. I don't you know. Actually, we we only got half the the rundown because whoever recorded this started it. They missed the whole opening and got half of the rundown of the of today's show. Yeah, it literally, Lance said something about Tojo, and then we went into Dave talking about our eight man tag team main event. And yep. boy, was this a main event! <laughs> Gold Train Jones, Brickhouse Brown, Allen West, your favorite JT Southern. Uh, versus Big Bubba, the Mighty Goliath, the Hunter, Jonathan Boyd with Bambi, and Lance Russell has a new rule change that he's got to get out to us. Exactly. He'll he'll tell it later, and it's a big one, folks. Oh, <laughs> it's huge. Actually, really is. As we know it. I mean, actually, really is. If you think about it, I mean, for '87, it, you know, it should have been changed. But um, does everybody else? I think even well. Watch is pretty much gone by, 80, by this time of 87. No? Or was he? Yeah, he was still on life support. Crockett hadn't bought him out yet, so he was still the only one doing it. So, All right, so like I said, we get no. We got half of a an rundown and everything. Um, so they come to break and they come back and they got Lance standing in there to do an interview and out comes Bruno, Boy Tony, and Pat Tanaka. I noticed Pat Tanaka got him a nice bandana around his uh, forehead with one one part of the bandana covering his eye, looking all hillish. And um, so then he go into the and Bruno just run his mouth as normal, same basically Bruno. I like whoever made Bruno's hat. You know, it's the game the neck beard. <laughs> On his yeah, head. yeah, yeah. Whoever did it, I'm assuming by the art style, it was Jerry Lawler. It was, yeah, whoever I, did it did a good job. Yeah. I was looking. At, I was like, "Man, that picture of this on his hat of himself has his neck beard. It has to be. It, it, it had to be Lawler." Um, let's see. <laughs> and um, uh, Bruno says he wants Boy Tony and Pat Tanaka to be called Prime Time. He's downtown Bruno's Prime Time or something like that. I kept hearing him say. Yeah, Prime. I think the entire thing was downtown Bruno's Prime Time downtown uh, downtown connection. Was the whole group name now? Yeah, so quite <laughs> the mouthful. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. And uh, so, uh, uh, hey, look out now! So they cut through the uh, ring. Well, they go to the ring, and the graphic is uh, Tanaka Boy Tony versus Bryant and Freezer. That's um, uh, Robert Bryant and William the Freezer Thompson, and referees Jerry Calhoun. Um, they start off, it was, uh, Freezer and Pat Tanaka, and Freezer gave, um, Tanaka a big, ma big man arm drag, and it looked really good, I thought. What do you think about that arm drag, just start the match out? Uh, I, I, I thought it looked good, it, it, it was surprising athleticism from old Freezer, uh, it was one of those big slinging arm drags, though, where you think you're gonna take your own bump, and, uh, then you go halfway across the ring. Yeah. Because you didn't have a torch. Uh, <laughs> here, here's my, my big thing, uh. We we had only seen Tony in like these gowns, but like not gowns, like shawls or whatever. Yeah, we had Tony in a full out dress today. 
I could see. I was oh, trying I was to see what. On the front dress. Okay, I was looking at it and I was like, he's got something different. I couldn't tell actually what it was. So. <laughs> he has oh, so much going they're, on. They're there. doing introductions. They're doing some introductions. Oh, by the way, that it, the dress had teapots on it. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. But so I've heard Tony announce from Paducah, Kentucky. I've heard him announce from Dallas, Texas. When did Tony start being announced from St. Louis, Missouri, and what's the relevance there? Uh, just as far as I know, I thought when he was in Jared's, I think that's all he was ever announced as, as far as I can remember. At least, at least when uh, his whole, pretty much his whole gay run, I think they've always announced him from St. Louis. I don't know what it, it, it yeah, somebody noticed it said San Francisco, but yeah, I've noticed that when they, uh, they always say St. Louis, and I'm like, okay, is there a big homosexual uh, thing in St. Louis or something? I don't know. In Dallas, Texas, but never heard from St. Louis. That was weird. Yeah. And it is, him finally going to the full-out dress was hilarious. Because I remember right a couple months ago, he had a match to not wear one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I, 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 I we got a little good wrestling and Lance talked over it. Like, to announce the rule, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, he, um, yeah, I figured he would do it later on. Like, you know dinner like an interview or something or when they yeah, especially when, when, when he says oh don't make sure I don't go off the air without saying this so yeah. I thought that was the red herring for hey I'm going to say this at the end of the show Yeah. no no I'm going to put it out in the first match yeah. while people are actually wrestling <laughs> oh man okay so I got uh, Tony comes in uh, basically Tony does a lot of beating on him does the old thumb thumb to the throat um, takes Tanaka in. Tanaka does a nice kick. Uh, Freezer takes a good bump on it. Nice bump from Freezer on the kick. Did you notice the, the nice bump from Freezer? The bump was great, but just had Tanaka, all his strikes look amazing. Really good punches. His chops look believable and not hokey. His kicks are just enough. Mm-hmm. Tanaka's so good. And then finishes this with the craziest finish we've seen on Memphis Wrestling TV. A bridging German suplex. I don't think anybody in Memphis even knew how to do a bridge. Well, they got that big one now that goes over into Arkansas. Oh, no, sorry. Ah, dude. Get there. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was a nice, uh, a nice little touch with, um, with, uh, the finish there. Um, so, you was only half happy because you only got one of your Bryant brothers in there? Yeah, but I got the Bryant brother. I got Robert the Skullet Bryant. <laughs> he's looking good with his with his bright new, still new looking blue long tights that were a '70s cut, which you know '80s cuts about the belly button. Yeah. '70s cut, they put the difference between the nipple and the belly button, and that's where they put the him. <laughs> High riding with the. <laughs> those, those were when Shawn Michaels was on the road with Diesel trying to match him meal for meal. That was those long tights. They were uh, they were high. <laughs> oh me! So you know, it basically was. Um, I mean, you know, it made to you know, Tanaka's got in there and did you know everything Tanaka did was uh, cur- uh, crisp and clean. Um, let's see, I had something. Oh, what about Tony with the flying clothesline? Yeah, it's so weird that it's like a snap bump didn't exist in 1987. Yeah. So on all these clotheslines, they're just getting hung out to dry. 
every underneath guy is just getting hung out the drive these clotheslines because nobody bumps fast. Everyone jumps. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tony, I mean, look good. Tony flying in there, though. So it was a little something different from Tony. Oh, it, it looked great. And this it's so, it's so weird because Tony made so many people look so good. Mm-hmm. That, like I felt like Tony didn't get to showcase anything because it was just him and Tanaka chopping meat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to do a fun clothesline and a stop and a stop and a stop. Yeah. <laughs> you got the thumb there about three or four times at least, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, he, he was getting his stuff in, his stuff was that thumb. Yeah. Sorry, so they cut the break and they go to Lance with the Evansville, uh, Indiana rundown for the card for Wednesday night, March 25th, 1987. Bruno Patanaka, Boy Tony, Goliath, and Bubba already standing there. Uh, Lance says it's a super, I, got, I, got, I think I wrote this down right, super spectacular, 10 big matches, $6 and $7 a prize, two ring, triple chance, battle royal, $5,000 going to the winner. Is that right what all he said? <laughs> That's the third thing I have written down. The question on the triple chance battle royal. So, okay, you get one chance in one ring, I'm assuming. Yeah. And you get thrown into the other ring. That's your second chance. Yeah. Where's your third chance? Do I they know. have to throw them over the, over the guardrail? Because there were no guardrails the there. Chance, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's I've always wondered. Where's the third chance at? I guess... Um, you have to pin them on the floor. <laughs> so I was like... So I've always... Yeah, I don't... He's triple chance. I was thinking, okay, if it's two rings, it shouldn't be... It's you got two chances, really. So I don't know. Now, so, I, had to, I had to rewind it because when I said triple chance, I thought I heard the two ring part right. And I had to rewind it to make sure because I just blew my mind about three rings in the building. Yeah, gosh. No, they wouldn't do that because they take up too much of the ringside seven dollar seats, so they wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, um, uh, see so that. Then um, he goes to a couple matches. He says Goliath versus Burkhouse Brown, Bubba versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Patanaka and Tony and Boy Tony against Jarrett and the BT Express, which they put this in the wrong crap in place because they hadn't introduced the BT Again, Express. Again, they've done that almost every week. Yep, this should have been. They should have wanted the baby. Well, they should have. They should have switched them around. They should have switched it around. This um, BT Express will be introduced later in the show. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, everybody talked. Even Tony got to talk. Uh, while Tony was talking, Goliath yelled something out. I couldn't understand what he said, as usual. It's like, and a few times he's actually said stuff. I can never understand it. So. No, but Big Bubba cut a pretty good one. Oh, he got a real big fiery promo. Big interview. He was fired up. And uh, he's so, man, he's really coming along, man. He's talking, he's work, everything. He's, he's, that's the best thing he ever did was coming to Memphis. It really. Yeah, at the very beginning of seeing him, like, you, you could see the greenness in him and Goliath. Yeah. But, like, one's progressing over the other big time. Well, like I said, you know, before, Bubba's got more, you know, more time, but, um, but Goliath, I mean, Goliath is, he's getting better at a slower pace. So. Um, yeah, that gap between them is increasing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's starting to really. Um, uh, yeah, Bubba's really starting. Now Bubba's talking, and yeah, it's really. Um, 
and then what little bit of Goliath's talking, I can you can never understand it. So yeah, it that's <laughs> it's getting wider. So. But you can always understand Tony in that Kentucky accent. Man, we gonna have a party with that five thousand dollar. When I win that five thousand dollar, we gonna have a party. <laughs> if you know Tony Falk, he's gonna keep every bit of that five thousand dollars. Don't let him lie to you. Yeah. No, he ain't gonna keep it, cause cause he gotta get the shoes. Kayla, Kayla got to get the shoes. Lt gotta he gotta get the speech class. Cause he got this he got the speech problem. And, and 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 my old lady, she she done got fired at the subway. And, and she's saying we need this, we knew that, we we gotta pay the rents. You know, I'm driving up down the road. You know, I bought the car off of Bobby Fulton back in 1986, the big Delta 88. You know, and, and, and then Jet Jet called me. He said, Tony Falk. You you gotta come back to work to me, and I said I don't know, I don't know. I think I'm going to Puerto Rico. Carlos Colon wants me to come to Puerto Rico. I don't know, Jerry Jet, but anyway. So uh, yeah, he'd keep all the money himself. Sorry well, about that. Well, that that just re that just replaced my lantism of the week. Wow. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> if Tony's gonna hang around. We might have to have a Tony Falk of the week. <laughs> I just sometimes I bust. I, I don't know. It just hits me to do one every now and then. <laughs> But anyway, so, where were we? <laughs> we were going into the stand-up interview with Lance Russell and old J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. <laughs> Death Jarrett. Okay, let's see. Okay, uh, everybody talks. Um, did you notice Tanaka had a big bandage on his forehead? I, you know, I didn't. I just assumed that that was his bandana. He just changed no, colors. No, it was a big bandage, and uh, so he's been... Heal for two weeks. He's already that already didn't got him getting color. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, well, old Jeffy ain't it? Yeah, he ain't getting no color. No. So they come back to the studio. Lance is already standing. Uh, Jeff Jarrett comes out for an interview. Jeff comes on and starts talking to Lance about it. He has a new partner now um, because. Uh, uh, he knew he was going into single matches with Tanaka, but boy, Tony couldn't stay out of it, so he knew that he had to go back and find another partner. So he, his partner comes out, the music hits, it's the Notorious music, and here comes a guy coming out with a mask on, and it's the BT Express. I don't know what the yeah, BT... Yeah, totally unknown. I don't know, uh... I don't know that I've seen his stuff. I'm going to have to look up tape on him. Yeah, I know. I, I I thought it looked familiar. Then uh, then they got up there and said, I don't know. They don't look familiar. I was wondering what the BT stands for. I mean, um, well, I, I think we 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 get one guess at what BT stands for a little later in this interview. Okay, I might have missed that. <laughs> oh, I th I, I think you did. Uh, so Eddie Marlin comes in. Yep. And, and well, hold on, Bruno is no, so yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Tra Jarrett says that, I said, Jarrett says Travis, Jarrett says BT doesn't talk much, he does his talking in the ring, so they head to the ring. So, Bruno, boy, Tony, Tanaka come running out, and Tanaka don't have a bandage on his head. <laughs> so, it shows you the, it, that's the whole thing of the, the TV show and the weekly promos are... It's all scattered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting the wheat. So, yeah, he didn't have a band. He didn't have it on his head. Come out. They're going ape crap crazy, I put. The day Marlon comes out, 
and plays a total babyface promoter and says the guy called him on the phone and he said he's always looking for new talent to come into the territory, so he told him to come on. So where did I miss the, <laughs> miss the thing at? <laughs> so Bruno's losing his mind, admittedly, and this is uh, this is a little before he puts his hand on Lance, which we'll get there in a second. But Bruno starts saying, I don't even know what BT means. Eddie Marlin with the line of the day says, I'll tell you what BT means. It means big trouble for you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. I, you know, I, I've never got excited over anything Eddie Marlin said, but that was a good one. Yep. I forgot all about that. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, Brody, yeah, Bruno was selling. It was good. And I was like, sure, I, I was going to say, sure, if they don't come out, you know, when, when I was like, it's going to look stupid. And I was like, and when they came out, I was like, okay, they got to be throwing a fit. And I was like, they, they, that's like I said, they were going ape crap crazy about it. So I thought they set it up good, even though they done stewed stuff off on the Evansville rundown. <laughs> You know, do you think, I, I was kind of watching, I mean, Lance, what do you think? Do you think, do you think they were, this is part of the, you know, it's part of it, or do you think Bruno just went in for himself and tried to get some more, you know, get it over more? What do you think? My, my thought on it is that I, I, he probably didn't clear it with Lance. Yeah. So we got a more honest reaction from Lance, but I don't think it bothered Lance too bad. Now, like, uh, in the earlier years when Dream Machine ran over Lance Russell that oh, one gosh. time. Oh, gosh. Man, he killed and Lance. Lance and, Lance, and Lance fired up and got up hot. Like, I, I think it bugs Lance that he'd rather not be touched. I, yeah, I, think, I don't think he was mad at that one. He was, he was irate at the Dream Machine one. You know, I've always wondered, was that a shoot? Because... Eddie, if it wasn't Eddie Marlin played it off perfect. I know we're going off a different one, well, something totally different. But when he came out, he said, you're fired. You know, and it's like, and then they changed it to suspended, you know. And if you notice, Jimmy Hart was selling it like, oh, crap, you know. So if it was a work, the whole Dream Machine thing, that um, everybody's role was perfect on the Yeah, so anybody, you know what we're talking about, go watch it. Was it 81? 81-ish. You're the year guy. I just know that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 81. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, 81. And man, it, everybody involved, all parties involved, did excellent. It's, it's oh, it's good. I'm not convinced it was 100 a shoot. In fact, I highly doubt it was. Now I think he ran over Lance way harder than he was supposed to. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he was supposed to come in there, but I think he hit Lance. Way, I think it was, I think it was supposed to come out there and get Lance, but I think it, he hit him way more harder than he was because he was coked up on a Saturday morning in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it wholeheartedly. Man, the reason I know that Lance wasn't expecting it is he fired up quick. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. He took a of a bump and got straight to his feet. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking he hit him. 
you know, he wasn't supposed to hit him like that. He may just come out there and just grab him real hard, you know. But he 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 floored him. So that's why I'm thinking that part was a shoot, and you know, because I mean that I mean he knocked the stew. Up. I mean he went down and, and he popped back up. He he was no selling it because he was mad. So that's why I'm thinking it. You know, it was a work. It started work, but Dream Machine was coked up and out of his head and and just bulldozes his land. You know what I'm saying? And Lance yeah, gets no, mad absolutely. and and then Eddie comes out there. Maybe Eddie's like. You know, he's mad because he realizes he just, <laughs> you know, that it's fixing to maybe hit the fan because Lance is, is irate. And so who knows? But, yeah, it, it's – I think it was a work that it kind of got a little crazy. <laughs> so – but um, anyway, so we get back to – okay, so uh, – uh, Back to 1987. Yeah. Sorry about that, people. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we got Chef Jerry, oh, I'm oh, sorry, Tanaka carrying Bruno out on his shoulder while Bruno's still throwing a great touch. Yeah. But we get Chef Jerry and the BT Express versus Rough and Ready with Boss Winners. And Jerry Calhoun's a referee. <laughs> I yeah, and, man, this was like a, a baby face squash. Like, BT Express was so happy to be the new guy in the territory, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that... They, he did a hot start. Yeah, they jumped him for the bell. And, yeah, he jumped him and just started beating the stew out of rough already. We still don't know which one's which. Um, he folds up one of them with a back six Jesus. Yeah, I you, I gave him a hip toss. Uh, Jerry came in, gave him a double elbow. Then Jerry hit probably a soft, the softest clothesline of the day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, very much taking care of one of the guys. Yeah, then I put then I put Billy Travis. I mean, dang gummit. <laughs> BT. <laughs> I don't sorry. know what you're getting at. I don't even. Uh, that mascot, BT. You're downtown Bruno conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it says, I said, it says BT folds up rough and ready, whichever one it is, on that suplex. Like, <laughs> he folds the, I said, man, it was it was Andy Kaufman fold up time with him. <laughs> That's what I put on there. Yeah. <laughs> then, um. then I put. Lance totally works and says, he says, this guy looks like somebody I've seen before. No, he says, somebody, no, he says, this guy, he uh, he works a lot like uh, uh, Billy Travis, I guess, and Jeff had, I guess Jeff needed to, hold on, crap, I can't read my own writing. So, uh, he says, uh, Jeff was, had to get somebody to really um, go out and find somebody that wrestled like uh, Billy Travis a lot, and this BT Express sure does it or something like that. Uh, I can't read my own writing. I can't. <laughs> so basically, it was towards that lines of uh, Lance working with working with the angle there. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it, it was very much with a wink wink nudge nudge. Exactly, uh, yeah. But we get the uh, we get the BT Express classics of the uh, the side plant. Uh, I guess we're gonna call this the BT bomb now. Um, you know, I, I think what the story is that BT Express was an old wrestler from back in the day and. He took Billy Travis under his ring and under his wing, and now that, that uh, Billy's been in our territory, BT's in to avenge his, uh, you know, his former people. I can't, can't, can't do that. They've already did that storyline. That was Frank Morrell. Took him under his wing, <laughs> and everybody knows that's not Frank Morrell. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Frank just started hitting the weight. <laughs> uh, Got a little shorter. <laughs> He, yeah, he, you know, happened. You know, getting old age, you know, you shrink a little bit. <laughs> Jeff gets the win with a real drop 
Yeah, that's what I put. I said they get they did double suplex, uh, did the Billy Bomb elbow. So it's got to go with the BT Bomb now into the elbow. See what he should have done was kept doing the Billy Bomb, but when he put the hood on, he should have because the week before when, before he lost Loser Town, he did the Billy Bomb into an elbow. He should have waited to, and switched it, started doing it into the elbow after he could put the hood on. You know, they probably didn't know. Feel like it's totally different. <laughs> he probably did. He probably didn't know he was going to do a lose loser town with the gimp, you know, after put the hood on. But anyway, yeah, uh, Jerry hits him with the drop kick. It don't get as high. Don't get in his face, but he knocked his shoulder about. He um he knocked his shoulder hard. I mean, he hit it hard. So I guess yeah, it, it, it was placed. I really think, and I may be reading too, but if you'll notice the. Uh, Underneath guys, or at least with Jeff, the underneath guys who, uh, you know, who, who can ha hang a little bit, he takes care of them more than yes. the uh, underneath guys who, who can't. Yeah, he does. He he does. He did. I, he he does take care of. Them. I've noticed that too. So yeah, he but he laid it in. Billy was, doesn't care as much. But no, because Billy does until he gets mad at him. And but uh, but then he, Billy does a little, but. When he don't, when he gets mad, he really gets crazy. All right, so then they uh, drop kick for the, Jeff with the drop kick for the finish, and then after the one two three, uh, BT Express tries to take one of Rough and Ready's mask off. Did you notice that? <laughs> At the I, I did. Go, go on for the mask because Boss Winter was saying the whole time to get the mask for, for yeah. Bruno. So. so they they try to get the mask off. The other one pulls the other one out, and then they cut to the break. Um. They go to the break, and it's Lance with the Evansville Rundown. Talks about upcoming shows in Oklahoma. I can never say this. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Kentucky. And then the next Thursday night, they're in Mar Maringo. Maringo, Maringo, Indiana. There you go, Maringo, Indiana. So, um, and he mentions, uh, mentions the ticket prices again. Um, he says Bam Bam Bigelow versus Big Bubba, the BT Express, Jeff Jarrett versus Boy Tony and Pat Tanaka. Then the two ring triple chance battle royal, 5,000 to the winner, and they cut to break. So, still not getting a whole card. It's 10 big matches, but there's, it's still, they, we didn't get in the whole card. So, uh, I was wondering, I was wondering, because 10 matches, so... With that crew, because there's no Lawler, no Lawler and Idol or Rich or anybody like that on it. So, I'm wondering what, I'd like to see what the actual 10 matches were, but who knows. <laughs> so, they cut to the, uh, back to the studio, go straight to the ring with the graphic. It says Lawler and Bam Bam Bigelow versus the Medics. And they come out to uh, Kiss's War Machine. Yeah, well, one week and already an entry to yeah, <laughs> but um, the uh, medics have their still got their nice little um, um, I guess those are that's, is it a scrub? Cause I, I can always see it from the back. I never when they're when they're wearing. I can't tell. Is it a white scrub or is it just a white? I think I think scrub top. Is it okay? Cause I always I try to look and it seems like they're never facing. You know, their backs always with the hard camera, so you can't tell. They gotta get the artist on hard cam. The what? Yeah, they gotta get their art on hard cam. They yeah, but the they can always turn around for a second. <laughs> ah. 
The artist made it for them for free as long as they got it on TV. Yeah. And they have their uh, manager with them again, Dr. Eddie Kovac. Uh, Lauren Bigelow jump them from the beginning. They double whoop them in. Lawler hits a power slam, which I've very rarely ever seen. Uh, it was a falling body slam. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a power slam for him because he never does one. And then Bigelow put a sleeper on. Now, it seemed like Bigelow would have did the power slam and Lawler would have did the sleeper. You know, it kind of seemed odd, didn't it? But, but how is Lawler supposed to get the pin? Oh, I didn't, yeah, ego. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why Bam Bam. So after the one, two, three, Bam Bam wouldn't let the sleeper go. And then he get up and splashed, him th splashed his medic three more times. Yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, it makes more sense now that he, he can get the pin, so. <laughs> and yeah. then I like, cause we've, been, we've been playing thing about Bam Bam getting disqualified. disqualified. We heard it in the uh, local promos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so when the, when the ref, well, mostly Lawler, but going to get Bam Bam around, from around the medic, he starts chasing Calhoun around the ring. Yeah. He's getting the Lance goes, he's going after ref now. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, he's wanting ref blood is exactly yeah. what Lance said. Yeah, that's what it was. Dark. That's what it was, ref blood, yeah. <laughs> oh, me. All right, so they cut back to Lance. He's standing uh, for an interview with, uh, there's a little lady there in a blue dress. She's standing there. Looks very out of place. He's, he's, uh, he introduces Sue Gatewood. She's from Waxworks uh, Videotape Distribution. And she's holding two video cassettes of uh, Jerry Lawler, Volume 2, The Early Years. And then uh, she says if your, would you say your local video stores don't have it, tell them to get it from Waxworks because Waxworks is the only company that is the distribution of the Jerry Lawler tapes. And then she starts to plug it, something and Lance... That, that's not entirely true, though. I'm pretty sure you bootlegged this for me back in the hey. day. Hey! Well, yeah, but in 87, I wasn't bootlegging. I, I was... I was... What was I? Uh, 16? I was one. Was I 16? Yeah, fixing to turn 16. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway... <laughs> That's the ninth grade, so. Um, so then she starts to plug something, and Lance basically just cuts her off. And uh, some about the people already see it by the time it show it happened or something like that. He just cuts her no, off. No, no, that was that was something later. Uh, they already see it. He goes, "We haven't announced that yet." <laughs> Thank you, bye. Yeah, and just cuts her off, and and it just ends really awkward. And uh, Lance and Lance says, "Let's go to the ring." So here comes, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh, it's Lord Humongous versus Ed Maddox, referee Jerry Calhoun. Uh, starts off Humongous, he press slams him, looks awful. He just drops him, but he just uh, horrible. <laughs> then he picks Maddox up and um. Did you, uh, okay, no, he press slams him. He press slammed him, just dropped him. Picked him, shot him in for a power slam. And uh, Maddox went for a crossbody and he caught him and he went to turn into a power slam. And that was worse looking power slam like I've seen in a long time. Did you know, it was like, 
He had him in instead of I don't know what he tried to do, but he, did you notice that he almost went to the ropes? He, he rotated the wrong way. It just it did. It well, looked, a, a, I thought he he didn't think Maddox he, would be coming in with a head of steam as much as he did. But he but had B, him, he rotated the wrong way. But he had him down too low too. It was like down to his waist when he went. He didn't have him up. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. That, that, that's where I said I don't think he was ready for Maddox. Yeah, but it's just like. Ugh. So then I was like, okay, it can't get any worse. Picks up Maddox, shoots him in, and absolutely kills Ed Maddox with a clothesline. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I, I'm a massive Dan Hansen fan. Uh, a lot of my favorite wrestlers throw Lariat. Uh, I've taken the Lariat from Satoshi Kojima. And I saw it. I was there. F this Lariat. F it hard. Oh my god, that was dangerous. Yeah, I put I put Lance 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 went Man oh man, that hurt me from over here. <laughs> Cause Lance and they, they knew he just got killed. You know, sometimes guys will hit the chest and then they'll come up into the throat a little bit. This was throat to the chin. Oh my god! I felt so bad for Ed Maddox. And he was swinging. He was swinging with everything he had. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Gosh. And Maddox is just open up for him, which I mean, you're you're taught to be. Yeah. But my god. Yeah, that was that. That's one of those <laughs> people you gotta see that one. Just uh, oh man, just talking about don't give it justice. That was one of the worst I've seen in a long time. So that was the finish. <laughs> Even if one's going to be, yeah. it's what it was. <laughs> oh, man, so it was 40 seconds, and this is Sid Vicious, right? I'm 99.999% sure it's him. I mean, that's what you said last week, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because he was in Continental, and yeah, because the other ones weren't in this, the other two guys weren't in this green. <laughs> but I'm 99.9% sure this was, this is Sid. Um, this is about the time when he started doing it and with the Continental and everything. Um, so they cut the break. They come back to Lance. Lance is standing for an interview with Tojo, and this Tojo's got a new team. It's Mr. Shima and Mr. Hilo. Uh, Goto is gone now. Shima uh, does an interview. And this is the most talking he's ever done since he's been in Memphis. And Shima is Sato. I um, finally got a good close-up of him, and it's Sato. Why they changed his name to Shima after he left for for about a month, I don't know. But the Shima is is Sato. Uh, okay, like, so, so so my question: Did, did Sato talk? Yes, he talked. Uh, huh? Did, I mean, so he he talked when he was in a Sato. Yeah, no, no, no. The reason, no, the no, I say that is, no, it's Tojo. I can understand him better than Tojo. Yeah. And Tojo has been in the States for years. Yeah. Well, Sato had been too. Sato um, was over a lot. Did a lot in Central uh, Central States and stuff. Yeah, Sato was in and out of America for a lot. He um, he did a lot of the guy when they, he would bring them over when they were doing their, um, what's the little gimmick name called? Their um, Excursion. Yeah. He it seemed like he did a lot of their excursions with them. He'd bring them over. So he did a lot in. I know I've seen his, I used to his name a lot 
in uh, Central States in the mid eighties. Well, so if that, if that was Goto's excursion, they've gone back to all Japan. Yeah, yeah, because they got because they're because uh, Sato or Shima, whatever you call him, and uh, Mister Hilo are wearing nice all Japan uh, jackets. Oh yeah, as, as the uh, as the wrestling fan I am, I just picture because you know they've got a matching set of pants. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't get a jacket without the pants. I mean. Yeah, so I mean that that's awesome, and I'm a massive wrestling fan for Japan. Yeah. I'm sure that's all that it popped me. Do what? Yeah, yeah, I saw them too. And I was like, "Man, those are yeah. nice." <laughs> yeah. And um, so I put uh, so Shima does, uh, then Tojo starts to talk, and Tojo's just doing his normal gibberish. And I put um, he calls Bam Bam Bigelow, Bang Bang Bigelow. <laughs> I popped so hard. <laughs> I rewind like five yeah. times. It's like Bang Bang that the, the big guy the, the tattooed head and Bang that Bang Bang Bigelow. I was like, "What? Bang Bang Bigelow." And then he uh, talked about hurting Paul Diamond, and and then J, he started going down a list of people. JT Southern's on the list, and all this and that. And um, he specifically says, especially JT Southern, he's at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. He's What's top. the heat with JT Southern? Have you buried him some? What's the heat? Oh, well, I don't know what the heat with them are, but uh, probably something happened a couple of weeks that we missed on the... <laughs> Probably because they had to work JT Southern. <laughs> JT Southern wasn't good, and JT Southern uh, was better in his own mind than he ever was in the ring. So, gotcha. yeah. And I'll tell you a story one of these days about um, me, uh, Tony Falk, and JT Southern at uh, World Class Gym out in Madison, Tennessee one day. A story. So, anyway. All right. Yeah. So and then the whole time this whole thing, this interview, Hilo doesn't say a word. He just sits there and make is making faces look like he's been holding a uh, a turd in for the last eight hours. So he just had, <laughs> look at his face like he just his, his faces was just like he didn't know what he, he tell he's really really green. So so they go to the ring. It's uh, the graphic, you know, Shima Hilo. With Tojo against my team, Garmin and Trailer. Yeah. So it starts off, Shima starts out right away just clubbering Trailer. Tags in Hilo. He comes in with some kicks, um, a clothesline, and drops the leg while Trailer's trying to get up. Did you just notice that? Oh, absolutely, I did. Yeah, uh, Hilo, absolutely, I did. Hilo is very green. I put Hilo is very green and very stiff. But I guess that's why he's in America. Very excited. Do what? And very excited to be there. Yeah. He's uh, basically he's just doing chops and kicks and stuff. And you can tell he, he the, you know, that's, that's why they sent him over here to learn. Over here to learn so, um, but um, then I put, uh, he takes Shima in. Trailer fires up. Whips him in. Gives him back elbow. Grabs headlock. Then tags in Garmin. Garmin whips him in. Gives, him, gives another back elbow. Then Shima says, okay, I'm done with it. Takes over. Then Hilo gives him a dangerous looking suplex. Did you notice that? I, I haven't listed as the sandbag suplex because it very much, as much as you know, you, you'll hate that I, I said something about one, of, you know, one of your great favorite tag team guys. Uh, he, he didn't look like there was much of a jump there. Well, he probably done got the wind kicked out of him from no oh boy. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> he was. 
was just laying them kicks in, man. Hilo was long. Oh, yeah. Hilo was... Uh, this is probably Hilo's first time on, on TV doing young boy matches. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to do everything as big as it is and intense, you know, and he doesn't realize, hey, brother, this is Memphis. Yeah. Biggie, light, light, baby. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or, or as Yashima, who's been here for a while, but, but he gets it. You know but he I mean? still, though, he lays... I tell you, though... He's always laid in more than Goto ever did. He it seemed like Goto was the one that would give the job guys more than Shima ever would. It seemed like Shima would give them just a smidge and then always cut them off. It seemed like Goto would always give them a little more. But um, I guess that's just being the green uh, green in him. Um, then Hilo did a nice spin kick for the pin. Um, I said Hilo is has got a nice upper body, but he's got a big gut for a young guy. So it kind of yeah, kinda, I think it's. They do, they do uh, in their dojo. They do a lot of like powerlifting, yeah, um, and, and body weight stuff. And like, so it just depends on on your diet after that point. Yeah, and like that's why you see so many of the the old wrestler brothers in Japan who like they're still stout as a tank, but yeah. have that gut. Mister Saito was just like that. Oh gosh, His entire yeah. career he had no neck yeah. and all trap yeah. and a big old gut to eat. Yeah, this kid, he's, you can tell you, he's, 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 he's solid up top. So, uh, so they cut the break. Oh, is there anything you want to add to that match? Uh, no, I mean, I thought it was a, a good way to introduce the, the new guy in there. And he, you know, he did what he could. He's green. Yeah. So they cut the break and they go to the old Super Tour 87. I think they added like a Livingston. I didn't write it down. I think they added, uh, Livingston, Tennessee to the list, I think. Or that might have been on the last one. I can't remember. But everything else is the same. They come back to the studio. Lance is standing. Uh, interview with Jerry Lawler. Oh, great. Lawler brings out Sawyer Brown, the country music band. And it's just three of them. There's actually four in the band. I don't know what the other guy was. But um, <laughs> they come out there. They do a little interview. And they said they're um, playing at the... Um, Coliseum tonight uh, with George Jones and T.G. Shepard, which, who knows, George Jones might not have showed up. So, <laughs> um, and, they, and it's like, oh, Lawler can't be there because he's going to be in Nashville wrestling and all this and that. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I guess that was Lawler just trying to get some rub off him, uh, get some free, free tickets or something down the road. I don't know. Anyway. So they cut to Lance with the Evansville rundown. Uh, Bigelow's already standing there. Uh, he does his match plug with Bubba. Then he, he heads out. Then uh, Jarrett and the BT Express comes in and plugs their match with boy Tony and Pat Tanaka. And all of a sudden, Bam Bam runs back in, acting crazy. And he said something. I, I didn't write it down. <laughs> what did, He was yelling something. Oh, God, I don't think I wrote that down either. <laughs> he just came back in, and Jared, Drive, Jared BT Express was just like, okay, and they just, they, and then I think Laven Lance powdered, and then they just left Bigelow there, acting crazy. Yeah, he just locked it about the Battle Royal. It, it, it was yeah. something about winning the Battle yeah, Royal. He came what, back yeah. in and talked about that. Yeah, about the Battle Royal. That's what it was. So they cut back to the studio, and... Um, they're doing an interview with Outcomes, uh, Soul Train Jones, Alan West, and Brickhouse Brown. Uh, that's where I have left off because I got behind. And um, 
I didn't even listen to their interview. So what was I saw? It seemed like all three of them got to talk. All four, or was it three? Four, yeah, yeah, all four yeah, of them. Amen. I get four. It's four, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like all four of them got to talk. Um, I'm sure, Burkhouse is probably the only one that was did a good did talked. You know, had a good. Um, did uh, did Soul Train Jones drop any stupid lines in this one? No, it was, well, it was, it was very short and very basic. Uh, they're all cutting the promo about the five thousand dollar battle royal. Uh, JT Southern looks like a douchebag and very hateable. Um, says something about wanting to win. Uh, Brickhouse said something about a uh, five thousand dollars is a lot of ducking, which popped me pretty hard. Uh, a lot of ducking. I just heard it. Uh, Soul Train Soul Train sounds surprised that he was even in the Battle Royal where's his belt I just noticed that I don't know and they, probably left it in the hotel room <laughs> did he pull a did he pull a um um uh snowman and pawn it <laughs> that's possible dude I like Lance asked him and he's like oh yeah the Battle Royal and I'm like did you forget you were in it like what happened I guess um, he did. Alan, Alan West does the majority of the talking. Oh, um, yeah. And he talks about, a, yeah, what was that? And he talks about, for some reason, brings up a past battle royal that he was in. You know, I've done a battle royal before, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, man, cool, you're a wrestler. We, we're pretty sure all you have. Yeah, as I say, um, ain't everybody. <laughs> and then he briefly talked about how dangerous a battle royal is. And then he starts going off on uh, Bandy's interference lately and how he's not going to take it anymore. Um, about this time, Baby faces head to the ring and Hunter and Bambi come out. Huh? Hunter takes a little, uh, you know, a little, not a liking to old Alan West talking about he's going to go. Yeah, I see him coming out right now. Yeah, he goes, he goes straight yeah, over he, the lance right, I see it right now. <laughs> yeah, he, he's fired up and like, to, to the point, where, you know, Alan West like, hey, man, I've never hit a woman, but I will if I have to, which I'm like, oh, that doesn't age well. Yeah. Um, but Hunter's, Hunter's response is even worse, though. He literally says, I have this in quote, no one lays a hand on my lady but me. But me. Oh, classic heel. <laughs> even, 87, oh, man, was... even 87, that wasn't good. <laughs> so they, they start fighting, and hey, man, I'll say this, like, a believable fight, like, they're laying it in. Um... Alan West got the advantage of a little separation. Bambi holds on to his leg. Hunter in. Bam, bam, bam. Gets Bambi's high heel shoe. He just starts wearing West's head out with it, right? They, West gets a little color ski. And the baby faces run him off after on, like 20 or 30 seconds. Hold on one second. This is like the, the best close-up I've seen of the Hunter. And they're brawling right now. Yeah. He, you know, yeah, he's a good quality shot. You know in the face he reminds me of? Uncle Ivan? Slade. Yeah, I see it. I see it. No one else is going to know who we're talking about. No, yeah, yeah sorry, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just, I was, this is the closest I've seen, you know, and I was like, wow, because I, I'm, you know, oh man, yeah, he's, uh, he got some good color. Yeah, yeah no, he, he absolutely did, but it's just funny. Because, like, this fight happened for, like, 15, 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, no, we're... Yeah, they finally make the... <laughs> he's in here, like... Yeah, so it's like, they're in the ring watching him get molly-walked with this. He's in 
he's hit him like four times with the shoe. And they finally come out. And they're just ten feet away in the ring. And they finally jump down there and run him off with the save. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're helping him to the back. This is—I love this because this is classic, like Memphis wrestling. Is that like the minute the baby faces leave, the heels make their entrance, right? So they can be big and loud and obnoxious. Uh, Jonathan Boyd grabs the microphone, you know, as he's wanting oh, to do, gosh. and he actually drops the racial comment of the of the night. Yeah, here they come yeah, out. They're coming out. Oh, I forgot to say something last week in that match with. Um, that arena match that we saw that Boyd was in with the uh, Boyd and the Hunter the against. Hunter against the did you know? Did, did, did you see what Boyd did during the match? Whoever rang the bell. Yes. Oh no, I love that. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I forgot to mention that. I was like, he's he's did that several times. <laughs> he likes yeah, no, it. He likes I, I don't bell. approve of this comment. Of this comment he makes during this match or before the match. But. Okay, well, he, I didn't. Okay, he's done up to the ring. What? What was the? Are you able to say it, or do I need to listen? Uh, he, he said something about Alan West and JT Southern were both white. Now Alan West is red, and then he talks about Soul Train and Br- Soul Train and Brickhouse, and says they are already the past tense of color. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I'm going to rewind it and see what he says. Hold on. I know this is horrible TV, but I got it. Well, we're not on TV. This is an audio platform. Well, you, well, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. Dang! Yeah, that was bad. It's, it's not as bad as what Bruno said about the carp, but it's right up there with it. Well, actually, yeah, it's, it, it, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And, um, yeah, I ain't gonna repeat it, so uh, go back and watch this. <laughs> actually, when I post this, I'll have it on the thing. So, um, alright, everybody's in the ring. I'll just let you go in and we'll talk it while it goes. Uh, Boyd's sitting on the floor for like Five minutes just waving the flag while everybody else is already in the ring. <laughs> Did you notice that? Oh, it, 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 yeah, no, it's tremendous. <laughs> like, there's some stuff that happens in this match. Really, it does. But <laughs> Boyd is the highlight of it. And, like, he doesn't even do, I don't know, he, he does uh, some pretty impressive stuff. But, like, what you know, you got the hunter in here. Is Glad- people around and clubbing people. Is Glyde not wearing the undershirt? Is Goliath not wearing? Oh, okay. I thought Goliath wasn't wearing an undershirt. Man, that shirt is. It's either, it's either white or gray. Okay. Oh, he has a he had a black one. Then he had one a black one that was faded. Then he got a brand new black one last week. I guess he he must have uh, didn't wash it, so he had to pull an old one out of the out of the bag. Okay, boy, just did the um, the old. Uh, the neck snap. Yeah, and he landed right on Brickhouse's foot. Nice. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw the setup and I saw what Boyd was going for, I was like, spread your legs, spread your legs, spread your legs. Man, he just hit him with a nice. Boyd just hit Brickhouse with a nice flying elbow. Hunter yeah, no, that, dude, it's funny. This match is legit. It's all heat. Like, I hate to spoil it, but it's like legit all heat. Um, But the heels are getting their stuff in. 
Oh gosh! The hunter just took a, hunter? just drilled Brickhouse Brown with a drop kick, just flat out yeah, drilled. Him. Drop kick, dude, dude, man, I would like to seen the hunter and Boyd as a team and, and and got a push. I think that would have been good. Yeah, because you, you you know you could protect Boyd a little bit more, and Boyd wouldn't have to do as much of the bumping. And you had the the young smaller version in there who's still awesome. Well, but like you know, he, he Boyd could have been the mouthpiece, and he's more aggressive. And then have and you know, let you know Hunter do the big power stuff. You know what I'm saying? It would have been good chemistry right there. Yeah, because for this from that tag team we watched last week, like they worked <laughs> well together. <laughs> so Trent Jones couldn't get in the ring. Do you see that? <laughs> Absolutely, I have it here. Jones gets in the ring the most awkward way possible. What the crap was that? Then he hits Glove the clothesline. Glove just no sells. He registered it and just kind of stumbled back into the ropes. <laughs> Here comes Bubba in. Oh, he's gonna Bubba's gonna take over. Boom! He's booming. Okay, this is gonna be. He shoots him in. Oh, he okay. Bubba just clothesline. Soul Train. I thought he's gonna take his head off. It was. It was. He worked it. I thought he was going to take his head off. I thought he was going to take his head off, but he didn't. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, um, that, he tried to get in the ring. That was, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. That was crazy. I, never, I don't think I've ever seen anybody try to get in like that before. <laughs> well, in fairness to him, and I can't believe I'm standing up on the brick house got out on the same side he was on. And that makes it difficult sometimes. Yeah, so but come on. Every time. That, but, yeah, but I know it is, but good grief. That would just look, I don't know, I mean, whoa, Alan West just come in House of Fire. Yeah, he, he's bleeding bad. He grabs a hunter, and he did something he should never do. He, should have, he oh. back drops him with 20 guys in the ring. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I, so I have that on here too. I go, Hunter took the most dangerous back drop ever. And it's not because it wasn't executed right. It looked great. But there's so many all around them. So then they go on the floor. He throws the hunter over the desk. Man, Alan West got some good juice. He's he's got it flowing yeah, good. And, and, and I can't believe I'm putting over Alan West with something like this fight. It looks real. Good. Yeah, because he's hitting him with a chair. He just picks up the rolling chair and just hitting him. They're just ro yeah, it looks good. It's I'm really shocked because Alan West. So far, a lot of his like punches and stuff and have been just horrible, but this is good. Yeah, it's a good little fight right here. Hey, so like, I, I, I've, since, since he's debuted, I haven't been into anything he's done. Yeah, and he has, but I was into this. Yeah, and he keeps he's not dying either. He keeps firing back. Uh, they cut back to the ring, and there's a big Donnie Brook in the still going on the ring but yeah West is oh gosh Hunter just drilled him right in the head with that chair <laughs> oh the last chair shot yeah yeah he throws it upside down and throws it on his head yeah now they're fighting over the flag on the floor and there's what the crap just happened it just cut did yours cut off and go to Lance and Dave at the desk yep because well, you have your sound down. Yeah. Uh, Lance and Dave are talking about how they've got to get out of here and get this cleaned up, and it cut. So they cut the break. So they must. So whoever recorded this, so their opening and ending, he jacked it up. Way to go, guy! Whoever recorded this <laughs> back in 1987. <laughs>
Just because you don't want those stupid commercials on your VHS tape. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, we got about four minutes, so let's wrap. Let's get a little rundown on the show. Um, I liked it. One thing, it was a studio show. Um, I didn't like how they stooged off the BT Express before, but like I said, it seemed like the loop tapes, even it's a, even the A-loop tape, they're kind of, you know, a little um, not caring about sometimes, so... Um, uh, let's see, what else, um, um, trying to think what else was good about the show. Um, the, um, well, <laughs> I'll let you figure it out if you, it might trigger something, because that's about all I got, I think. <laughs> I, I was really happy to see Tony back, um, because, you know, we were, we were scared, you know, you had mentioned that this is around the time Tony got let go. Uh, so I thought we were going to see more Tony Fox. Right. Well, I, see Tony, I think uh, why he's still there. Well, I think why he's still there is because they're double shotting towns like crazy. So I think that's why he's still there. Because I noticed a lot of you know they do they're doing double double towns a night on each, uh, one on one end. You know the spot shows they're doing them on one end of the territory and then same night spot show on the other end. So. Um, I think that's why he's still there right now. So, so. we got Tony. We see Tanaka exploring being a heel, which winning with a beautiful bridging German suplex is yep. probably not the best heel thing to do, but whatever. Uh, you know, we get this new BT Express angle, which I say new is not like this angle hasn't been done in every territory every yep. couple of years. Even, even, even the mask, I'm going to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I forget if I don't. Even to like the mask with the uh, Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller with the the T and the S on it. They got the B and the T on on. So it, yeah. So it's been done everywhere. <laughs> uh, Lord, oh, I, I forgot to say this. Lord Humongous's name was misspelled on the graphic. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, "Is that uh, wrong?" I was looking, I was like, "I think that's wrong," but I don't know how to spell anyway. So <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's wrong." <laughs> we, we got a Garmin trailer. Uh, I'm always good with that. Yes. Uh. And we got we ended with a really really good fight. Yes, uh, no complaint. That ended. You know, that, we got a we got a live quote unquote show, so it was good for us. Uh, and no mention of uh, Lawler didn't wrestle. No mention of Lawler and Idol and Rich and dangling that carrot in front of everybody. So we didn't have to worry about trying to figure out why. So I mean, it was a good, it was a good show. Lawler wrestled. He tagged with Bam Bam. Oh, that's right. Well, they was only in there 10 seconds. I forgot about that. That's right, because he had to get the pin. That's right. It was on there, you know what I'm saying? But no interviews and, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. But, yeah. You know, I mean, he was out there, for, like I said, they were only out there, what, 20 seconds, basically, basically, you know. Anyway, all right. Well, it was a good show, everybody. Uh, well, the TV show, I don't know about our show. <laughs> <laughs> a little unprepared, but uh, all right, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, next week we got the um, March twenty eighth show. I do believe that's an all studio show too, because I think I ran down scanned through it too. I do believe. So um, um, I'll get this up as soon as possible. Uh, look on uh, all of JP uh, his uh, Facebook over there. I'll have it on the uh, the uh, no name. I mean the um, oh crap, the No Budget Podcast Center. I'll have it on that Facebook page. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Let us know you're listening everything. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and all that good stuff. But anyway, uh, 
For Jeremiah Plunkett, Quint Charisma, hey, that's me. God bless. Goodbye, everybody.